Welcome everyone. This is Virginia Parsons, your hangout mentor and the host of the Inspirational Businesswoman Show. And I am thrilled to be here today and to welcome all of our viewers. You can see I'm kind of bouncing in it. <laughs> I don't know if you all knew that I do my hangouts on my, my ball, my exercise ball. It gets the energy flowing. But mainly I'm just very excited to have you here. This is such a special time of year and I have a very special guest for you today. Andy Lyons, which I'm looking forward to introducing to you in a moment. But I just want to thank you, the viewers, my sister and brother entrepreneurs, for joining us today. I know how busy you are, and it's an even busier, more hectic time of year, so I really appreciate that you're taking the time to stop by and say hi and see Andy and all of her wonderful tips and strategies she's going to share with us. Now you know that my passion is to help provide you, the entrepreneur, with a gold mine of entrepreneurial tips, strategies, and advice so you can grow your business from what I call inspirational business women in the know. So please just uh, stop in and say hi and let us know where you're hanging out from. It's really my desire to create a whole collaboration of brother and sister entrepreneurs who can help uplift and support and inspire each other as we all grow our businesses to new levels in 2015. Now today's show is sponsored by Hangout-Marketing.com where you can receive a free Hangout Marketing Assessment that's going to measure your skill set and your knowledge base in using Hangouts on Air to brand, grow, and market your business so you can reach new heights of what I call visibility, social influence, and success. So if you'd like to take advantage of that assessment, it'll only take you a couple minutes. All you have to do is pick up your phone, pick it up, and text the word success, S-U-C-C-E-S-S, -S, to 307-269-2040. Or if you're out of the country, just go to hangout-marketing.com, and you can take that assessment in just a couple minutes. And you might even qualify for a free strategy session with me where I'll help you take a look at your business and how you can use Hangouts on Air to brand, grow, and market your business. So take advantage of that, won't you? Now, let's get on to our special guest today, Andy Lyons. I'm so excited to have her here. We've been communicating back and forth for a couple months now, and she is just such a dynamo for new business owners, what she calls early stage business entrepreneurs. So what you going to do? Give us some Andy-licious advice for entrepreneurial adventurers today. You know, Andy is the founder and the chief possibility officer of Possibility Partners. And she just put a great quote into the event area about it's never too late to find all the possibilities to make your dreams come true. And she's going to tell us all about that today. She is an MBA and she's got experience in four different businesses that she's bringing to the table. And she's also the producer of the Possibility Partners show. So today we're going to talk about some of her tips and strategies to get your business up and running fast and profitably. We're going to talk about getting to the heart of your brand promise. I think you'll find this very interesting as a new entrepreneur. 
And then how about embracing your numbers and projecting your cash flow? Ooh, sometimes that feels icky, doesn't it? But it's important so that your business can thrive, especially in this competitive environment today. And finally, she's got a secret for you. We're calling it the secret ingredient for success. So without any more ado, let's bring Andy onto the show. Andy, come on and say hi to our audience. Hello, everyone. How are you today, all you entrepreneurial adventurers? How charming and delightful is Virginia? She's so sweet. She gets, you see how she hosts? Unbelievable. I'm so honored and thrilled to be here today to share my love of the entrepreneurial adventure. Thank you so much, Andy. And I want to take a moment, too, to say hi to Robin Holland, who is here helping me out, sort of corralling all of your comments. Robin, come on in and say hi. And do we have a few people who have introduced themselves yet? Looks like we have Todd Smith uh, has indicated he's watching. And I am seeing that we have a few people who are catching the replay. So uh, uh, here we are. Let's see, Molly Youngblood. But Geiger says she's coming. That's yesterday. So right now, I think they're still getting into the corral. Okay. Well, thank you for being here and helping corral everything they have to say. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Okay, Andy, let's turn it over to you. I know you're used to being the interviewer rather than the interviewee, but I'm just looking forward to your you know, your tidbits of advice, your strategies and tips, but let's sort of go back for a few minutes. Let people know a little bit about how you got started and, wow, four businesses. I suddenly realized, gosh, I think I've done four too. <laughs> but tell me a little bit about your background and how you got started coaching well, entrepreneurs. Thank you so much. I tell folks I've been unemployable since 1992. And I earned my MBA in 89 and went right into banking, which of course was not a fit for me, folks. Just let's be clear. I made the choice to go into banking and somehow got them to hire me because I wanted to really add value to my and, and credibility to my background and my resume. But I also really wanted to find out how do bankers think because I'm an entrepreneur, so I'm really about risk and, and, and bankers are about mitigating risk. So I had a wonderful three years and practically got fired, probably was, um, and then went on to having entrepreneurial adventures one right after another. Some of my favorite ones, of course, was a wonderful dot-com business that my husband and I both started in 98 called collegebroadcast.com. We raised over $8 million in venture capital for this wonderful business that grew exponentially in a very short period of time. And had we been able to keep it going and monetize it, we would have been doing things like YouTube and Facebook because we were in the college market. It was so exciting and it taught me a lot about raising money, working with venture capitalists, and we, you know, growing a business up to 100 employees. And then uh, after that, because it went down in the dot-com collapse at the end of 2000, I came up with a granola recipe. And really, if you had told me I was going to come up with a granola recipe and take it nationally, I would have just walked over to Betty Ford Clinic and checked myself in. That was not my intention. But what happened was, is I did this little exercise Oh, I'd love to find my voice on my power and realize my full potential. And three weeks later, I woke up with a craving for granola, and I just went down to Whole Foods to buy it. But what happened was I couldn't find what I wanted on the shelf, so I figured it out myself, created my own recipe, and it tasted so good. 
I got talked into taking it to market and really food manufacturing especially food manufacturing with a shelf life I don't recommend it it's so hard but I did and I branded that and I did it in such an important way because I did not choose to compete in the retail shelf level I got certified as a woman-owned business immediately so that I could go into food distribution as a supplier in their supplier diversity programs that's Aramark Compass, Sodexo, and yes, women are considered women uh, supplier or diversity program folks, minorities. And so I was able to get into major companies around the country because I met their criteria. And therefore, I also was able to keep margins because the supplier diversity programs know that you can't compete on the level of a Kellogg's. So they give you really good privileged deals and it got me into places like Dana-Farber where they would buy my granola and give it away free to the chemo patients because it was so high in protein and it tasted so good. I had a phenomenal four-year run. I mean unbelievable and then three things happened. My product skyrocketed, boom, lost my margin and my packaging plant got hit by lightning and <laughs> two days later my manufacturing facility got hit by lightning so clearly the signs were I was complete and it was very painful and if anybody's had a business go down that really hurt they know what I mean it feels terrible you feel like such a loser even though I had such great success on every level it was not the outcome I was looking for and in hindsight it was a terrific outcome because I not only did I learn a lot but I could not have raised my family and had the full balanced life that I wanted to at that level manufacturing is very time-consuming even for the CEO and I did some consulting after that when I came up with a wonderful idea so I thinking again uh, bring back desire.com now this is where I brought a lovely taboo topic to the internet and I set up you know how to help women have more sensual pleasure and sexual excitement in their lives who's talking about that no you know it's right up there with death and money it's just not a topic you bring up and uh, but somehow I launched that baby and <laughs> it became huge in a way that worked for those folks I was serving and I was able to take myself into a category I knew nothing about and be considered an expert within two years not only in the sex love and relationship category but in social media I had never posted a tweet a Facebook post nothing as of June in 2011 and videos I thought you know I was trying to decide if I was going to use an assumed name given the taboo nature of the topic and so <laughs> uh, but so, you know I was talked into doing videos and it was really such an important step for me because I found I was able to reach more people because they'd see this you know regular gal next door type of face talking about such a taboo topic and I was able to really learn all that I know about social media online presence and I actually in hindsight say thank goodness it was such a difficult brand to build because I would have needed I needed something that difficult branding is really my specialty and bring back desire to this day Facebook grows constantly Pinterest Twitter the website gets phenomenal traffic and really I have it on the back burner right now so anyway loved that experience but it became clear last spring and I don't know about you entrepreneurs but I know when it's time for me to move on and I pay attention 
And this new idea came in, which is it's time to really share your love of helping entrepreneurs. And so that's what I do now, Virginia, and all you wonderful viewers. I love helping startups as well as early stage entrepreneurs really establish themselves and put the systems into place that will help them succeed. And I frame it all in encouragement and inspiration and pure joy for the entrepreneurial journey. Oh, I am just so blown away by this, Andy. It seems as though all of your background has led you to this place and the experiences you've had from your different entrepreneurial adventures have all brought a different skill set to the table that you can then bring an offer to the people that you're coaching, which is, you know, there's purpose behind all of the paths that we take. I truly believe that. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of astounded by the lightning bolts. I mean, that's <laughs> more than just a little uh, suggestion that you move on, especially when it was something that was so, so passionate for you. Yeah. But uh, what an experience. So, gosh, thank you for sharing all that. We could, we could spend, couldn't we, everyone, just the whole 30 minutes talking about her experiences because they would still have a basis for us in our own entrepreneurial adventures. But I do want to get to our hot topics today. And the first one is all around branding. And branding, you know, from your heart and what your promise is to your your people to your tribe so Andy I, I really want to talk about that from the standpoint of what is a branding promise how do you define that a branding promise is the compelling reason why someone wants to work with you or buy your product so I tell any entrepreneur before you even think about the website name your logo any design work Understand and really feel it in your heart. What is the experience you want folks to have when they work with you? It's an emotional connection with your ideal customers and clients. And this is so important. So, of course, I'll use my own example, Andylicious. When I tell my husband the name Andylicious, he shudders. He's like, ooh. And I say, honey, that's great. You're not my ideal client. I get to filter out a lot of people right away when I say Andylicious advice. And so the people I get right away are those who go, yeah, I want what she's having. And I go, yay, because you want folks to work with you, to really love working with you, not just like or because I have to. And that's part of your brand promise. So when you look at Virginia, you know that you've got someone who is trustworthy, who is safe, who is lovely and gentle yet firm that you know you're in good hands with. You can see that just by looking at her brand. And of course you can go to the big brands, Apple or um, or FedEx, you know, places like that, you know you're going to absolutely positively get your package overnight or Apple's going to deliver a really unique, prestigious experience just for you. And so that's important about your brand. From there, you can go ahead and start working on your logo, your designs, because now you have the most important element, the emotional connection. And I know if you folks know Danielle M. Miller out there in the Hangout world, she has a wonderful example of getting your archetype brand quiz so I highly recommend hopping under her website and taking that but ask yourself always what is the emotional experience I want my customers and clients to have and well, if you started if you've been in business for a year or so that's okay you can go ahead and bring that in now because it you're gonna start using those words in 
everything you do. That message is going to be consistent across all your platforms. You're going to use a voice in your messaging. I don't really go around my whole life going woohoo and that, you know, and mwah. But that is my brand message because I want people to feel the joy, the encouragement, everything that I bring, my smarty pants business skills, all framed in you can do it. I believe in you and we'll find the possibilities that are going to work for you. So I need to, you know, be nurturing in a way and excited, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, I, I guess I kind of do have a high level of enthusiasm in life, period. But I can use other words than woohoo and wah. <laughs> But that's just an example, and you'll see it in, in, in a lot of good brands out there. They're consistent in everything you, they do, and I highly encourage you to remember, your business is your business. And so every time you open your mouth or type a word, you make sure that you are representing your brand. And another thing I really want to caution entrepreneurs to do and small business owners to always remember, please vet everything you do with your brand. Do not... even. You might want to support somebody with their hangout, with their podcast, with their post, with their website. Do not put yourself, sorry, do not put your brand where it doesn't belong, where it's not in alignment. And it's just like sending your kids off. You know, you've really got to be careful. And here's an example. I was invited to be a guest on a podcast. I was so excited. The host and I were, you know, bouncing back and forth. I show up for the podcast and I find out she's at an event that day. Not only that, her producer, wonderful guy, but he hasn't even read my background. He knows nothing about me, and he's going to be the one interviewing me. I'm sorry. I would have liked to have known that ahead of time because I would not have put my brand in a situation where I would have been interviewed by someone like him. Nothing wrong with him. He was just not a match for my brand. So I hope that makes sense, and I really I just heavily caution folks and advise them to be careful. Even though you have love in your heart for someone and their work, always remember, it's about your brand. It's not just you showing up. It's your brand. Oh, these are these are fabulous tips and strategies. I hope you're all picking up from this. A couple things I'm going to say, just from the this section alone, I've got great pack my bag moments, if you've ever <laughs> heard that term. <laughs> pack my bag moments. First of all, how you create an emotional connection to your audience and and Andy just demonstrates it so well because I feel total love from Andy I feel total acceptance and support because of, of the use of her moi as an example you know and hugs and all those and the Andy delicious uh, terminology makes you feel good right yes the emotional context that you want your audience and, and your followers to experience, start there. And then this this last tip was fabulous. Vet well, your brand. Yeah. Whoa. I want to add I want to add one more if I might. Sure. And this is so important because the competition's out there. And I love competition because I A, I know the business model works. Yay! <laughs> but also I love it because I can see what they're doing. I have ways to tap into some of their customers and clients. But because your brand promise is so strong, you don't have to worry about this. Also, if you're raising money from investors, you need to make sure your brand promise and, and mission are very strong, that they get that you are differentiating your product and your service for your brand. And so that, yes, competition is great, but you've got your own toehold right there beside them because no one's going to deliver it the way your business delivers it. Thanks for and letting me that. Has that, to do, 
that has to do with you just being yourself, being authentic, and of course, then that's the only way you can deliver it is the way you are. <laughs> so, hey, Robin, we got any comments out there from our viewers you want to bring up? Uh, yeah, um, Lynn Hawkins from your show last week um, has put up this one. What is the emotional experience you want your customers to feel? And do not put your brand where you are not in alignment are, you know, what we just talked about and just worth underscoring. Yeah, pack your bag moments. Thank you, yeah. Anne. We've got two really good ones. And I just want to encourage you, remember, the whole point of this show is to take some tidbits, some juicy tidbits and strategies home with you and apply them. I will feel I have not done my job if you've got, got a couple of those that you apply immediately. Go pick them up and use them in your business to reach new heights of success, right? So, Andy, how about this thing called numbers and projecting your cash flow? Why does an entrepreneur need to take, pay attention to this? And one other question I'm going to frame it around is, what about entrepreneurs taking care of themselves first? Ooh, so important. A lot of entrepreneurs, they tend to run their business by their bank balance. And they're looking at their bank balance and some days they just got a big payment and they're like, oh great, and then they go and they make a spending decision they really shouldn't be making. Or they're looking at their bank balance and there's like 10 cents left, like, oh no. And then they go running out and grabbing any client they can. No, 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 we don't want you to do that. We want you to have an understanding of what your numbers are. That means what and where are you going to find the resources? How are you going to bring in your revenue? What are your variable expenses? Those are the ones that go in and out and, and around, and then there are your fixed expenses. That would be your rent or your internet access or your cell phone. You've got to know these numbers because you need to know what breakeven is everything you do. You're running a program, find out how much is it costing to run this program, when do I get to pop the bubbly because now I'm into pure profit. And this is another thing too, Virginia, so many business owners run their business based on their revenue. Well, if you have made a quarter of a million, 250000 over the last 12 months, yabba dabba do, but if it costs you 275000 to run that business, that's a bummer. <laughs> and what yeah. happens, yeah. So what happens too with entrepreneurs is that they they see they've got all this money in their bank account and they go and they buy another program, they buy something else that you know they really don't need and they never remember to pay themselves like consistently, like a percentage of revenue every single month and that's really how it should be because you want a healthy sustainable business. And the best way to find out if your business is going to be healthy and sustainable is by paying yourself. You are the most important employee you've got working for you. And it's really, to, when I work with clients, it's the first number I put up there. And we come up with the right percentage for them, for their industry, for their type of business. And it really helps them say, ooh, I don't have enough money for that program right now or that expense that I'd like to do. I'm going to need a little more profit before I can invest in that uh, expense. So now what, what do you do if you're not making a profit right away? Because when you're talking about an early stage entrepreneur, mm -hmm. I know there are a lot of outflows without necessarily having equivalent inflows. Are you still suggesting they pay themselves? Um, 
You know, that's a very good question. And a lot of times, many entrepreneurs keep a part-time job or even a full-time job. And that's a way of raising money for their business so that they can move forward. But if that's not the case, I highly suggest before you put that shingle out there that you know where your cash flow is going to come from. Maybe you need to get it from angel investors. Maybe it's family and friends. But you've got to have it. You've got to be sustainable. And absolutely, Virginia, you might have the money coming in initially, but if you're tracking your numbers in a way that you know exactly what your goals are, your intentions are, where you're going to try to get them, you are going to have a better chance at being profitable. But you're right, that first year, that first 18 months, it can be a little shaky. And you can have lots of family and friends looking at you, scratching their heads, going, oh, why don't you go get a job? It's too painful watching you, frankly, <laughs> while you grow your business. But that is your investment in the business. But where we tend to make a mistake, and I have made this myself many times, is I just say, hey, I'm putting all my profit into my business and not paying myself. And at the end of the day, that business will not be sustainable if you do that. So make sure, at least in your projections, that you always have yourself in there. And it might show a cash flow, a negative cash flow, but at least you know that you're working toward adding yourself to the bottom line. I think this is so important, and I really appreciate your emphasizing it, because to me, money's energy as well and how you direct its flow is really important and if you're not directing any flow to yourself what is that you know me and my subconscious background what is that saying about how you value yourself and the work that you're doing right your business is here to serve you you're not here to serve your business or you become in servitude to your business so it's key that's beautiful. Did you guys get that? Your business is here to serve you. You are not to be in servitude to your business. So that's why we all need to come from a place of passion as well. Yeah. Oh, this is such great juicy stuff. I just love it. Well, you know how the time flies. We've got another important topic. Yes. It is about the secret to your <laughs> success. And I know it's not really going to sound like a secret when you hear it, but it is. It's really a secret because I think we tend to forget this one or put it on the back burner sometimes. So, Andy, what is the secret to entrepreneurial success? What's that? Well, you know, of course, there's never any guarantee to success, but there is a secret that I feel very strongly, and that is consistency. And the reason why, folks, that this is so important is because nothing builds faith in you and uh, trust in you and your business, like being consistent all the time. Now, I'm not saying that you have to show up every day, all day. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to show up every day, but you have to show up in a consistent way across everything that you're doing. So if you decide you want to do social media, you don't just go flurry of activity and disappear. You come up with a strategy that's going to work for you. You don't just mark, go do marketing in a flurry of activity. You come up with a marketing strategy that is in alignment with who you are, your business, and your life. So consistency to me is the daily activities that you're going to do and listen take weekends off or if you want to work only 20 hours a week that's wonderful or 15 hours a week but just be consistent in those 15 hours it is extraordinary how this will build faith and trust in you and build 
brand evangelist for you because people are going to say, wow, she just shows up again and again and again. I use Cherie Valentine and her Tappy Break every Thursday. She started off you know, months ago and I said, don't worry, you're going to be there every Thursday and it's going, you're going to be as reliable as rain, <laughs> at least in the Northeast and uh, <laughs> in the Southeast. But anyway, and sure enough, her, it was crickets initially and it's built up beautifully and it really helps and it will give you confidence consistency as well. Uh, beautiful. You know, that's that's the whole intention of my Inspirational Businesswoman show is to consistently provide our viewers with some good quality strategies and tips that they can take home and apply to their business. So that's an example of consistency. What if, if we had one consistent thing that we could do? Do you have a couple key um, strategies and activities that we could make consistent, in a, especially when you're talking about a new business? Mm, boy, that's a great question. I think how you engage is important with your potential ideal customer client. And if you can be consistent in how you bring your information to them, in the tone, in your messaging, and in your engagement, if you're going to start an email campaign, make it once a month or every two weeks and be consistent. Keep it simple. You can go off and figure out what kind of email campaign you want to use, but be consistent. Same thing on, on social media, Virginia. If, if everybody could just say, I'm going to post once a day and it's going to be this kind of a message and I'm going to focus on this. Wow. Trust me, in one year, 365 days, you'll have made an impact. That is the key to think about it each day in one year what you're going to have accomplished. Fabulous. Oh, Andy, this has just been such <laughs> the fastest 30 minutes I've seen go by in a long, long time. <laughs> Let's take just a, another quick moment to say hi to our viewers and thank you for taking the time to be here today. Robin, you got any more juicy comments from one of our viewers you want to share? Yeah, Roy Montero has come in and he's saying uh, about consistency and that we will, by being consistent, build brand evangelists uh, for our businesses. It will give us faith and confidence. Um, I'll pin that one. And um, Coach G is in with us. Lynn Hawkins is in with us. And uh, Molly Youngblood Geiger is here with us. And so it's just been it's been fun to hear all of this from you, Andy. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Andy, I wish that we could keep you longer. I'd, I'd just love to bottle you up and package you, but I guess if someone wants to do that, mm -hmm. they can connect with you, can't they? What What do you have for people so that they can follow up with you? And I think you also talked about something very special for our viewers. Would you like to share that before we go? Oh, absolutely. First of all, you can find me anywhere in social media, and please say hello because I love finding out what's making your heart sing. So I'm at Andy Lyons on Twitter, I'm on Pinterest, I'm on Instagram, Google+, LinkedIn, I mean really, Facebook everywhere, and I would love to hear from you, and AndyLyons.com is my website, and you can 
download my seven essential strategies for early stage entrepreneurs and for anyone watching today since we really talked a lot about the numbers and how important they are I'd love to offer any of the viewers a 25% discount an Andylicious 25% discount on my 12 month cash flow projection it's a very very powerful and really easy to use tool once you learn how and it will catapult your business forward a guarantee Ooh, oh my appetite is way up there 25% on cash flow projection okay thank you Andy so much Robin if you want to go ahead and post the uh, link to come inside and join us we are going to close off today, but before we do, I just want you to know we'd love to have as many of you as have the time to come in and say hi to Andy directly, ask her a few questions. We're going to have an after show starting just as soon as I stop the broadcast. I want to pause and just say I am so grateful, first of all, for all of you who have been following my show and helping share it with other people. Thank you so much. I really want this show to provide a good service to all the budding entrepreneurs out there, both my brother and sister entrepreneurs. I want to thank Andy Lyons for being here with us today. This has been chock full of Andy delicious ideas, strategies, and tips, and I'm so grateful for that. And so I want to say thank you. Andy, would you like to say goodbye to the audience? Bye, everyone. I'm so grateful you tuned in. And I'm Virginia. Thank you very much for having me on your show. What a treat. It's been wonderful. Feelings mutual. I'm still bouncing for joy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to say bye for now, but please come on and join us in the after show. Love you. Thanks again. Bye-bye.